And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray, and all God's people says, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Before we get started, I have a short video for you to watch to help introduce the sermon. You may open your Bibles to John chapter 5, verse 30 on, we'll be reading today. What a powerful video. I saw that this week and I just said, I have to show that. How appropriate it is because we are taking place in five, or part in five baptisms today. What a powerful message there is behind this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I just love how it repeats those words over and over again as it just reminds us I have decided to follow Jesus, and there is no turning back. And then the imagery that goes along with it, it really helps to, to engage us and to bring us in. And not just that, it reminds us of our own lives. When did you decide to follow Jesus? And then have you followed him in publicly professing your faith through the obedient act of baptism that we see in this picture that's what five individuals are doing today they will be publicly professing their following of jesus as lord of their lives and in baptism people see us as witnesses of the lord witnesses of his love witnesses of our salvation witnesses of someone new that we're following with our life submitting our life to we're no longer submitting our life to the ways of this world, the ways of the flesh, the ways, the ways of the prince of the air or of Satan. We're now devoted to a better one, the only one and true God, the divine one, and to his righteous ways. We will follow him. We will live for him. We will live for his ways wherever we go. 
And we will strive for him to be seen as we wander this earth. Wander. I saw a quote about wandering this week that I wanted to share with you as we get started. This person once said this. He said, we are wanderers, explorers, travelers, roaming the earth, filled by filled, moment by moment, seeking, searching, longing, desperately wanting those we encounter to know what we know, to experience what we have experienced. A life change so beautiful, a grace so sufficient, a mercy so unfathomable that we can't possibly keep it to ourselves. This is our mission. This is our purpose. To pursue the calling of Jesus to the ends of the earth, to be a witness. Will you answer this call? The call to walk the field. In Matthew 9, 37 to 38, we read this. It states, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers, laborers into his harvest. Will you decide to be a witness of Christ, a witness for Christ? Will you decide to follow Jesus with a no turning back attitude? Will you pray to God to earnestly send you out to the harvest to reap for him and to be his witness? To be a witness of his love, a witness of the salvation you have, of his grace, of his mercy. But not just that, to be a witness that this man which came to this earth and lived a sinless, perfect life and died upon that cross for us was not simply a man. He was the son of God, full of all the deity of God, divine and equal we're reading today from John 5.30 to end, 5.30 to 47, about Jesus continuing this conversation with the religious leaders there. Almost like a court setting, Jesus now says to religious leaders and continuing where we left off, defending in a courtroom a modern law type setting, he talks to them about his witnesses to prove his testimony. Please follow along as I read this morning in your Bibles, or with your ears. I can do nothing of my own, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Verse 31 of chapter 5. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. Now please know with this statement, it's not that his testimony is not true. He's speaking to these people and knowing their religious ways, their their practice of law, and he knows that if he simply gives his own testimony, they won't believe. So he's going to give more testimony. He's going to call up to the witness stand four witnesses. And then I'm going to have a challenge to you about a fifth witness. But let's read on. He says, there is another who bears witness about me. And I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John. Remember, we studied John just a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. And, and as we studied John, we saw that they sent, these religious leaders sent to John a delegation, a party, to see who he was and to hear the message he had. At first, they loved his message. Let's read on. It says, you sent to John, and he was born witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I received is from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. Verse 35 now, he was a burning and shining lamp and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. 
But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works, the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father. The Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. Such powerful and strong words, these leaders, they probably wanted to strangle him at this point. These are people who spent their days or nights studying the law, studying the Old Testament law. And yet Christ is here telling them, them you don't know him because you don't know me. You search the scriptures, verse 39, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Thank you for following along in the word of God this morning. This morning we're speaking of the fourfold witness of Jesus. Because Jesus could not just simply state, I am God, and then believe him. He brings up witnesses. Where you see number one, John the Baptist. We see number two, the works that he was accomplishing or doing. And number three, we see the father and the father's witness. And number four, we see the scriptures. But then number five, we'll get to later, it's you. We're going to consider what did each of these things mean? You see, Jesus' testimony concerning himself is not based on himself alone. It's based upon others and what they had seen and what they had said, what they had proclaimed. And Jesus still wants to use us as a witness today to proclaim of what we've seen, what we have, and what we know to be true. The Jewish law required two witnesses to collaborate truth. And what you see here is Jesus doubled that. He brings them four witnesses. And these witnesses are not really to help him in any way. They're to help others to understand. They were sent as graceful witnesses to try and help them to come and know and believe in Christ as Lord. Looking to the witnesses, we first see John the Baptist. Number one, John the Baptist in verse 33 to 35. And as we see this, we see Jesus stating that this man bore witness to the truth. John, he came in and into the picture and he said, I am not the one you seek. I am not Christ the Lord. There is a better one coming, one who I am not worthy to unstrap his sandal. They sent a party to investigate John. And they, they, worshipped, they worshipped in his presence for a time until John continued to call them to repent, to repent, to repent. And they would walk away. 
But the point is this, John the Baptist was a witness of Christ. He shined a lamp, not of his own light. He was not seeking his own glory, but of Christ's eternal light, salvation, and for his glory. John was a good witness of Jesus in all of his light and deity and divine authority. John identified Christ as eternal in John 1.30. John identified Christ as majestic in John 1.27. John identified Christ as the Son of God in John 1.34. And then John identified Christ, him alone, as being the Messiah, the Christ, the Lamb of God sent on our behalf. John 1.36. John was a good witness, but as good as he was, Jesus would not end with this single witness. Jesus would move on and talk about greater witnesses, divine witnesses. Because men can lie, can't they? Let's move forward. Despite Christ's sharing of John's witness, he will now move on to talk about other more powerful witnesses, starting with number two, the works or the miracles of Christ. Now, there's some debate as to what are these works that he's speaking of that are witnesses of his. Was it simply the miracles? Was it the signs, such as the healing of the man laying by the pool, or such as the healing of the official son? Or was it the sign, the first sign of him turning water into wine? Or maybe it's simply the sign of Jesus, this man, this son of God, living a perfect, sinless life like no other could do. And then in this sinless, perfect life, fulfilling hundreds of prophecies. Either way, what matters is that we see there are many signs and wonders and miracles and prophecies that Jesus was fulfilling and only he could do such. All Jesus says and does testifies that he is God. There's a saying that was once said, I want to read it to you. If it walks like a duck and cracks, quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Here with Christ, one may say, Jesus walks like the Messiah talks like the Messiah, and does the works which only the Messiah could do. So logically, this must be Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Next, number three, we have the Father's testimony. The Father God bears witness of him. We see this in the descent of the Spirit in the form of a dove at Christ's baptism. We see this in the voice calling out of heaven, the transfiguration where a voice once called out in Matthew three seventeen. This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. But we also see the father's witness and how he gives Christ these specific signs and miracles to show his equality with God. And then finally, number four, <clears throat> we have the witness of the scriptures. There were hundreds of prophecies to guide these, these religious leaders, these Pharisees of the day. Hundreds. And these Jewish leaders, they prided themselves on studying it, endlessly studying it, endlessly worshiping it. But the problem is they had worshiped the scriptures so much that they were blinded to see how the scriptures were coming to life right in front of them. They studied day and night, and yet they did not recognize how the scriptures were proving the divinity of the very same Jesus who stood before them. They did not recognize who was right in front of them fulfilling the hundreds of prophecies they read and knew. 
The Messiah, he was born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem, would, would not be a popular person, would heal the blind. All these signs, all these witnesses, yet they still did not believe. They didn't believe because they were too busy priding themselves on their own glory, on their own popularity, instead of opening their eyes to see the Son of God which stood before them. You simply can't have the Father without the Son. You can't have God without Jesus. And right here we see the scriptures showing Jesus, God, right there. They would not acknowledge this, though. They wouldn't be saved. Instead, they would persecute him. They would kill him. They would crucify him. Some may never believe. That's a hard thing for us to grasp. But it's not because there is no evidence. There's no witness of Christ. It's not because God does not provide, gracefully provide witnesses. All these witnesses were gracefully provided to try and bring these people to come to know him. Jesus didn't need to do this. He chose to do this. It's a lack of the will of the people to pursue the ways of God instead of the ways of the flesh and the ways of Satan. There's a choice which must be made. Just like that song we sang as we started, I will decide to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. We must make a choice to decide to follow Jesus. Here we have a prime example that it's more than just having the knowledge. You can have knowledge and not act upon the knowledge. We must have the knowledge and act too. You see, merely knowing the facts of Scripture without fully embracing them in the heart and acting upon them will not bring blessings of salvation. Only Christ brings salvation. The action of trusting in Him and His divine authority and purpose. Number five, the final witness, is one that we see an idea here, but it's not directly spoke of. I'm going to challenge us to leave with this idea. Number five is you. It's us. It's all of us who have decided to follow Jesus. We have the great blessing of being used by God as witnesses today. We can be lamps filled with Christ's light, shining brightly for all to see, just like John. The baptisms today are a great example of this. In baptisms, you're being witnesses of Christ's love, his mercy, and shining a light to his divine authority over our lives to forgive our sins and to fill us with the greatness of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that he brings, to fill us with hope and with love and with peace and self-control and joy and so much more. In baptisms, I want you to see we are witnesses to his fulfillment of the scriptures, his fulfillment of the workings upon the cross, of a new covenant, one based upon grace, one based upon mercy, one based upon love. In baptisms, we publicly profess that we are following Jesus. I challenge us in the same way today as these people were that Jesus shared testimony of. Be a witness. Be a witness. Be a lamp like John. While Jesus is the light of the world, that light is shed abroad through many lamps, such as John the Baptist and the disciples. But it's also shared through you. 
May that be a prayer of ours every day. Christ, shine your light through us to a lost and dying and dark world for them to see that there is hope in you. For us to show all that we follow, not simply some good, morally good man, but the Son of God. And this Son of God came and lived a perfect, sinless life, went upon the cross and died and rose again, being victorious over the grave, death, and sin, so that we might have life. Will you be a witness? I will be a witness. Will you? Will you sing songs like, I have decided to follow Jesus? Will you say, there's no turning back? As we take part in baptism here in just a few minutes, Brian and the worship team is going to come back up and they're going to sing one final song and then close us in prayer while we go out and get prepared. In fact, those being baptized today, you're welcome to leave at this point and get ready. I'll meet you in the Sunday school room that's right behind the baptismal. But as we sing this final song, I want you to think about, the, about that idea. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided... To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Consider those words as we pray. Are you following Jesus? Are you turning your back? Are you walking in his ways, obediently submitting to him each day and seeing the glories, the joy, the love, the peace that only he can bring? Let's look to him. Brian, please come up. And Brian, could you close us in prayer as you worship? Thank you.
said that if we want to come to you, we need to come to you like a child, God. And sometimes, God, we can't even do that. So we need your help, God, to be your children. I pray for this baptismal service that it be honoring to you and that uh, people choosing to be baptized, um, that you would help them to be a witness. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please...